What's good, football fans? This is the 4th and ML Podcast. My name is Bradley. I'm joined by my co-hosts and good friends, Brady and Jeremy, and we appreciate you all tuning in. Gentlemen, happy 4th of July. We have a great show today. How's everyone doing? Doing great. That was a fantastic intro, and you probably saw, probably noticed that it sounded a little bit different. We're missing our good friend, Josh. He has a, what, what would we call it, a boys weekend without the boys? He's put you know in his PTO. He's put in his PTO for this week. That's all we know. We didn't inquire. Yep. We didn't inquire about it. We just said, go deep and we'll see ya. Yes. Happy 4th of July. Do we, we do anything fun? It's raining right now um, on the, in the morning, but I, I don't think it's going to be any good weather today. No, if you wanted to enjoy something, it was yesterday was the day to do it. Agreed. J-Bex, how are you today? Oh, I'm phenomenal. My voice is hurting, but we're going to push through. <laughs> we are pushing through. I lost it. I, I coach a 16U uh, AAU basketball team, and I guess they made me mad this weekend. I must have been yelled at them too much. <laughs> That's all right. Um, so you only have three of us, but don't worry. The show is going to be awesome today. We are doing um, bus candidates and sleeper candidates for fantasy. Um, we're going to go through each position. Um, we're going to base it off a of half-point PPR and then our consensus rankings versus um, ADP. Um, so starting with a notable, actually, um, I, I don't believe this has been talked about. Scary Terry, Terry McLaurin, signed an extension with the Washington Commanders. Any thoughts on this from a fantasy perspective? And he got close to 25 mil a year, I believe. Um, so what does that do, I guess you could say, for a redraft and maybe even for a dynasty league too? I mean, it just solidifies wanting Terry McLaurin. Um, we talked a couple of weeks ago in our either-or segment. I can't remember who we compared Scary Terry with. Um, but the reason I went with the other player was because you just really don't know as far as is, I think it was DJ Moore is what it, who it was I with. It was, I believe it was DJ. Uh, we just knew that DJ Moore was under contract and we just didn't know what scary Terry brought. So the fact that he's under contract, both are playing with below average quarterbacks. I would say they're both ultra talented. I think for like our dynasty listeners, it's uh, a sigh of relief just because, you know, he's here for three, four more years and you feel good about the talent that he has, and hopefully they'll either one Carson Wentz will come in and play well, or they'll find someone in the following year to do it. Does he change your in your rankings at all? Like for me, so he sits at 16 for me. I, I'm not moving him, but I feel more comfortable with him at 16. I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. You I think, yeah. I think it more just like Bradley said, solidifies like your feeling about him. Cause I think at that point when he wasn't showing up what you know you didn't know the situation it was very uncertain I think your confidence was very uncertain in in what you had in him never forget though that Josh has DJ Moore 10 spots ahead of Terry McLaurin in his rankings right now <laughs> I'm sorry we're gonna bash that him is just sometimes he's not here to defend himself so he gets that um let's talk bus candidates so we are we gave I think we're gonna do two quarterbacks two running backs two receivers and one tight end for both um, busts and sleepers. And I guess we should probably preface it by saying the quarterbacks are extremely difficult to classify as a bust because the rankings and ADP are, are very similar for us. Um, so I guess that's a caveat to start the episode. Um, Bradley, who's your first quarterback bust candidate? I think for all the positions, it's important to note that just because they fall under this bust category for us doesn't mean we don't like them. We just, we're playing the ADP game at this point, which is able to fluctuate. So for quarterback, for me, I'm starting with Patrick Mahomes. Um, he's the quarterback yeah. two going at this point. He's 33 overall. So you're wasting or using a third round pick uh, on Patrick Mahomes on a guy that's lost everything except for Travis Kelsey um, lost. I would say Tyree kill was his number one target over Travis Kelsey. You lose that you lose two other receivers in Robinson. And I'm drawing a blank on the other one that are just role receivers, but you're drafting him as a second quarterback. The risk reward of him finishing outside of the top two QBs is so much higher than putting a third round pick on him. So I think the bus potential and what does bus mean? It means finishing worse than when he's drafted at this point. So the ceiling is so high for Patrick Mahomes because he is so great that it's hard for him to live up to that in the fantasy world. I feel like if I didn't get Josh Allen, I, I would wait on quarterback. I agree. Just because, uh, and I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be good this year too. Like he is my quarterback too, 
but I, I don't know if I, I, I did it last year. I drafted him in the second round and I hated it. <laughs> I absolutely hated it. Cause I like, you can't trade him in a single quarterback league because nobody's going like, to pick up quarterbacks. So um, I think I would wait if, if I didn't get Josh Allen, cause I think Josh Allen's going to be unbelievable this year. And, and I totally agree with Brady's point because I had Patrick Mahomes as a bust as well. And I mean, if you don't get Josh Allen and you wait, like Russell Wilson is going as the 11th overall quarterback right now. Like, would you rather take that? What is that? Five to six rounds later? Or would you rather sink your teeth into Patrick Mahomes in round three? I mean, I'm, tell, tell I'm, me you're not spoiling sleepers right now. Are you? <laughs> it could, could be. be. Could be. The thing is, is Patrick Mahomes is 30th overall right now, which is in the third round. I've done a lot of mock drafts where he's gone in the second as well, just because he's a big name. People want their quarterback, all that good stuff. So 30 is where his ADP is, but I, there's also people that are taking him higher than that. Let me give one of my quarterback busts. He's being drafted as the quarterback eight right now, and I have him at quarterback 10, so I feel like it's not that, that far of a fluctuation. It's Jalen Hurts. I think he has a potential to be a bust this year. If his touchdowns come down, let's say Miles Sanders gets those touchdowns, we don't know if he's that good of a passer. Like last year as a quarterback, he wasn't that good. So like if he has a subpar year or a par year, like they could be looking for a different quarterback. They are in win-now mode right now. So I feel like he is one of those players that could finish as a QB1, but then he also could not be the quarterback for the Eagles next year. So I that screams bust potential for me. Um, so I have him two spots below where he's being drafted right now. So Jalen Hurts is my bus candidate. Obviously, we're we're speaking in a in a redraft um, setting right now. I think most mostly because you're you're thinking about your drafts and stuff. And obviously, you can reflect it to what your current uh, roster might look like from a dynasty perspective. But he is so interesting when you think about dynasty because in one hand, you're, you're really excited about what you have, but at the same time, you're also terrified because it could immediately be gone in a year. If you are like, for a dynasty perspective, if you are not like in win now mode, get rid of him. I, I just think it's too risky to keep him if, if that's the case. I've tried to trade for him. I'm in win now mode. It's, it's a risk. Like you could sell it as, Hey, we don't know if he's going to be the starting quarterback next year. So you could essentially quote unquote buy low on him. Um, but he could also, win himself a job and get a max deal coming up here in the next couple of years. So Jalen Hurts is a guy that could easily be talked about in our sleeper uh, category as well. Yep. Jeremy, so you gave Patrick Mahomes as one. Do you have another one for us? That's a potential bus candidate. You have another one and it is, it is Joe Burrow. Um, he's, currently oh. being, he's currently being drafted at, at ADP quarterback six. I mean, he's essentially being drafted at his ceiling ahead of guys like Dak, Russ, that have somewhat similar situations with a, high, a much higher upside um, as far as rushing goes. So I just, I just can't, I can't buy into that um, because if he goes down just a tad, I mean, you're already not getting the value that you drafted him at. Jeremy, we are mono mono at this point. I also have Joe Burrow as a bus candidate, a guy that I will probably not have any shares of because he's going in at sixth overall in the quarterback, 54th overall. So we're, we're talking fifth, sixth round here at this point. And that's just kind of a, a dead zone, in my opinion, for the quarterback spot. Really good talent around him, but you really don't know what their system is. End of the season, they start throwing a little bit more, but they still have Joe Mixon. They, they still want to run the rock. They improve their offensive line, I think, to one, help protect Joe Burrow, which will help him. But I also think they did it to run the ball a little bit more. So I am not mono mono with you guys. Jeremy, go ahead. I'll, I'll just close up by saying, and I think Bradley would, would echo the same sentiment. Like, I will not be surprised in the slightest if he finishes there. But just the reality is that Bradley alluded to, like, if they go more run heavy, he just probably won't like his pass attempts in his last couple of weeks at the regular season really bumped up his finish. And if you take away some of that, you're talking about quarterback nine, 10, which again, isn't terrible, but when you're, you're taking a guy in the fifth round, you know, especially if you maybe don't draft running back early heavy, that's when you're finding your values. So I just can't really justify taking that there when you can get quarterbacks with maybe a little bit more rushing upside a little later. Have you guys ever thought that his running production is going to increase? His rookie year, he was actually an okay runner. 
It um, could. It, it definitely could. The whole year after the ACL injury, he's not wearing a brace anymore. It sounds like he's moving better. Um, I guess so. I have him at six. So I feel comfortable taking him as a quarterback six. I know Josh has him at nine. You two have him at 11. So that's where we're different on Joe Burrow. I'd be interested to know what you guys think about my next bus candidate. He is currently going as the quarterback 12. Um, he just won a Super Bowl last year. Um, Matthew Stafford, I have him at quarterback 14. I just think with how many running backs they have in their backfield, Daryl Henderson, Cam Akers, they try to run the ball a lot. I, I just don't know how I feel about Matt Stafford this year being a quarterback one. I have him at 14, so I have two, two spots below he's being drafted, but a little bit hesitant on that one. I love that they got Allen Robinson. I think if it's what kind of quarterback Stafford is, I, I don't have too much worries about Stafford, but again, like he's getting drafted 78th overall. So I think that's a good spot to take a quarterback. That's one of those areas where like, if Stafford comes out really flat, you can cut him in a single quarterback league. That is um, you can cut him and go grab somebody else. Who's really jumped up the charts the first couple of weeks. Seems like Bradley and Jeremy have like the same exact rankings. Are you guys copying each other for everything? Elite fantasy football <laughs> minds is what it means. Because you guys have both been, we're both really smart or really dumb. Yep. <laughs> I would go with really dumb, but thank you for checking. <laughs> um, so let's move to running backs on the bus candidate. Who wants to start us with a bus candidate for running backs? I do because it's gonna hurt me, and I, I don't like hurt myself. Najee Harris is my first bus candidate currently getting drafted as the fifth running back finished last season as the fourth running back. I don't know if his volume will be as good as it was last year. He played 17 games last season and I don't know if he's playing 17 games this season. I think his target share was skewed a little bit with Ben Roethlisberger last season because he didn't really want to push the ball down the field. There was one game that Najee Harris had 19 targets. I don't know how many receivers um, had a game with 19 targets. So I love the player. He he's I'm a huge fan of the player itself. I cannot get behind drafting him as the fifth overall running back. Yeah, I think that's crazy too. I where do I have him ranked? I have Najee at seven. I, uh, yeah, <clears throat> I have Najee at eight. And I, yeah, I, it's hard to justify drafting him that high um, because you expect that volume to go down. Um, clearly, people who are drafting him that high are hoping that the efficiency numbers are really going to skyrocket, which mm-hmm. it's not to say that they couldn't, but that's a lot. Um, that's a huge, significant improvement to bank on when you're drafting him essentially at his ceiling. Yeah, no, I, I think it, and like, he's also a player you could see go either way. For me, it's, he got worse at quarterback, which is hard to say that he did when he had Ben Roethlisberger, because <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger was not that great. So even if it's Pickett, if it's Trubisky, um, I think either one of them is kind of a downgrade essentially for their system. This bust ranking is going to – sorry, did you have a different question or do you want me to get my bust? I would love for you to give yours, please. This, this one's going to hurt you guys. I, I have a feeling both of you guys are, are not going to like this one. Um, it's Javante Williams. He's being drafted as the RB9. I have him at RB19. I just – I, <laughs> I just don't, don't see the path where he gets top 10 with Melvin Gordon being there. I, I just don't see it because they, even Melvin Gordon keeps talking about, oh, it's 1A, 1B, and I'm like, no, I want my RB1 to be 1A and 1B. Like, I don't know. I just – I have concerns about the, the dual-role backfield. It doesn't work all that often. I would say Green Bay is one of the rare scenarios where we could see that this year because I think Aaron Jones is going to be lined up as a receiver sometimes too. So I, I just don't see that for Javante lining up as a receiver. RB9 is rich. I will agree that RB9 is rich. Um, but I think he also has the potential to finish as – the number one overall running back. I don't, I don't hate the call, Brady. RB9 is high. It's hard to justify drafting him over DeAndre Swift and Aaron Jones. Like, that's a, that's a hard sell to me. Um, so, I don't, I don't hate the call. Having the 
I don't think the argument of having Melvin Gordon there is really justifiable for me. There is a lot of systems, a lot of dual running backs that are still productive in fantasy football. With Mr. Unlimited as a quarterback? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, when Drew Brees was in New Orleans, I mean, Kamara and Mark Ingram were both very good running backs. Yep. So do you think Javante is like the, the talent-wise of Alvin Kamara? I don't know if that's a that's a diss on me. I could just tell no, you. I, I'm, asking, I'm asking. I'm going to ask for a third-party Jeremy Becker. If there was sass involved in that question, <laughs> I'm not going to answer the question. Based off of his facial expression, I did not think there was. I thought that okay. was a Yes, I think Javante Williams is the lead dog in that backfield. No, that wasn't the question, though. I asked if he was the same talent-wise as Elvin Kamara. Yes. Okay. We can move on. Jeremy, who is who's a potential running back bus candidate? So <clears throat> I have a guy that I think you guys are going to nod your heads at. Um, he's currently being drafted as in half-point PPR at running back – 15 um, with McKissick seemingly out the door. Uh, It looked like it was finally going to be three down back season for, for Antonio Gibson. Uh, But fast forward a couple months and now it's fade season for Antonio Gibson. Uh, McKissick is back uh, capping the the passing workload. And um, you know, the safe part about Gibson was always his, his goal line work. And, and they drafted Brian Robinson, who's, who's a thumper. And, that is very scary. Plus, he put 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 the ball on the ground six times last year, which with increased competition it makes it even more scary. So there is no chance I'm drafting Antonio Gibson at, at Harvey 15. Nope. I, I'm with you too. Our consensus rankings at 24. Um, and I I would even think about moving him down on my rankings at 25. Um, there's reports coming out that Brian Robinson's gonna get the the, the goal line touches and like. Is Gibson, is Gibson done? Like, is that, is that the question? I, I do not like Gibson's outlook this year. And if he puts the ball that on the ground in week one, he might not ever get the job back. For, for whatever reason, they don't want to trust him. So fantasy yep. managers take the hint. <laughs> yes. That's a, that's a good one. I think as a group, we are lower on where he should be going. This guy, this guy's getting drafted 29th overall. So you want to talk about early third round picks? Like that's a tough pill to swallow when there's good players behind him as well. Yep. Probably give a, give another running back bus candidate. Uh, Lombardi Lenny is my second one. I, I'm not really sure. I know Josh is, is in on Fournette. We've done a couple mock drafts together and he's early third, late second. He's always in on, on Leonard Fournette. For me, it's a passing system. He came in a little out of shape. He's getting a little older. They drafted a running back. I just think there's there's different the signals. Too. Yeah, I think Rashad White. I think there's signals that are are pointing in a downward trajectory for Leonard Fournette. So I think that speaks volumes as far and you're drafting him early. Like <laughs> late second, early third is where he's going. Yeah, I mean, I had him at like 26 before adjusting my rankings. I moved him to 18, um, but I still – I think that's probably as high as I could go for Leonard Fournette. So I, I don't know if I'll have any shares of Leonard Fournette just because of the fact that he's being drafted so early. What what was it? Third round, you said, Bradley? Yeah, he's – currently he's getting drafted 27th overall, 13th for running backs. So that puts yeah. you at the early third. And just to put that in perspective, I have him as my 24th running back at this point. So he's getting drafted three spots after I have him ranked as my running back, but overall. Yeah, I, I think I'm out on, on Leonard Fournette. It, Jeremy seems like he can maybe get him with his, his RB16 ranking. Um, it just depends on, on where he goes because he's currently being drafted as RB13. So not too much of a discrepancy there. I would say Bradley and I are the lower ones on Leonard Fournette. Um. So my next running back bust I had, so I had Fournette and Gibson as a possible bust candidate. This one's going to hurt me because I've, I've had him in leagues. I think the last three years Um, currently don't have any shares of him. It is Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon is being drafted as the RB seven and I have him ranked as the RB 12. And this is basically on the premise that I think Joe Burrow and the two receivers are going to be the fantasy output for the Bengals. I, I still have him as an RB one. I just don't have him going in the first round 
which ADP is showing he is a late first round pick right now. Josh would just not be happy with this. That's RB5 for him. There, there are a lot of people in the fantasy community that think that Joel Mixon is going to take a step forward this year instead of a step backwards. And yep. we talked about their offensive line improving. We talked about potentially Zach Taylor wanting to be a run first system. All of those are pro Joel Mixon arguments. The, the, the against of it is he's getting older. You think Joe Burrow's getting another, another year under his belt with that knee. We got two really good receivers. You could argue three good receivers. So, there's, there's pros and cons for Joe Mixon. It's kind of outweighing what you want. I'm more on the side with Brady. I, I don't really want much share of him. I have met 12 as well. RB 12 is not, I don't think a disrespectful number. If you finish as an RB one, like that's a pretty good season for you, but uh, certainly when you're getting drafted late first, you probably want a little bit more out of that. And one uh, counter argument. Now I have him at, at RB seven. Um, but I honestly don't hate the call because it's it's scary um, having him that high. But he did finish as RB3 last year. So in theory, he could take a mini step backwards and still finish as RB7 in theory. Really, um, yeah. You know, so that as far as those drafting him at that point, that is your one, I guess, feather in your cap that might make you feel a little bit better about it. But I mean, I think Joe Mixon, at best has been a roller coaster ride for for those that have gotten him year after year since he's been in the league. Um, so you're you're banking on that that <laughs> that high staying high at this point, which is tough based off of past trends with him. Yep. Is there any more running backs before we move on to receivers for bus candidates? I I had a guy, um, Elijah Mitchell. I I don't think his his draft price is currently like terrible um let me double check this but i believe it's it's rb21 okay yeah which i don't know that's starting to get a little too high for me i i just again i don't think it's not the the player and his skill set that i don't like it's just their carousel of running backs that they like to go through and when you draft another one that high that just seems so weird to me um especially when you didn't have a ton of draft capital in Elijah Mitchell to begin with. Um, so that scares me and worries me a little bit. Um, his numbers and efficiency weren't like crazy either. Now he did have good fantasy numbers, but again, it starts to make you question how much do they really trust him there? So when you're looking at running backs that are right around him, you know, you're, J.K. Dobbins, James Conner, Travis Etienne, like that's a lot higher upside than a semi-capped Elijah Mitchell. So I just don't love his current price tag. Would you take Elijah I, Mitchell or Antonio Gibson? Mitchell. I would take Mitchell. Okay. <laughs> I think the kid from LSU might make some noise um, in that backfield. I don't trust what Kyle, Kyle Shanahan does with his running backs at this point. It's, it's super tough. It, it's almost becoming a New England type situation yeah. as far as like, who do you, who do you try? Like, could be any, if, if you get the right one, great. Yeah. <laughs> if you get the right one, great. If not, you're sitting there just kicking yourself. Jeff Wilson was not good last year. He might not make the roster. Probably he was not. bad. Elijah's the guy. I, I, I knew you wouldn't like that one. Yep. He's, he's RB 20 for me, but let's move to receivers. Um, let's give, one and we'll see what time, what kind of time we have left after that. Yeah, we probably should only start with one because I think we're gonna talk a while about this one. Uh, I'm just gonna say his name and I'm probably just gonna hop off the pod. Uh, Debo Samuel. We'll see you guys. Yeah. We'll see you guys later. We'll, we'll see you guys later. <laughs> I knew that was gonna. Be <laughs> this this is Brady's guy. For me, I'm more of a when Trey Lance gets in there, it's gonna be George Kittle time and, and less Debo Samuel time. Uh. I think Brandon Ayuk has some potential to break out as well. And I just, I love the talent of Debo, but when he excels as essentially a running back and doesn't want to do that, it makes me question how good he'll be in fantasy. Idiot. He's good at receiver too. Yeah, I, I get that he's a good receiver as well. I think Trey Lance will gravitate more to George Kittle as opposed to Debo Samuel. Kittle going to be hurt. (laughs) 
it's a mid-second round pick that you're picking Debo Samuel in. Yeah. Um, so if you went, let's just say you got Eckler at four and Debo was the best receiver, would you feel happy with Eckler and Debo? So you say best receiver. I think we have a misunderstanding on who the best receiver is. True. Because yeah, on my board, he probably would be ones. the best receiver. You got nine ones ahead of him. <laughs> Moving on. I, oh, my gosh. Do you think if Debo gets receiver money, he'll be more okay playing that running back role? Do you think that's what kind of – For me, for me I think it's – he wants to preserve his body. Uh, he's had he's had injury issues in the past, and he wants to stay out of the trenches. He's not – he plays like a bowling ball, but he's, he's not like a big, stocky running back that could take all these hits. So I think it's more of a, hey, I want to get paid receiver money because it's more money, but receivers also aren't in the trenches as much as a running back is. Could be the case. Um, so a – Bus candidate that I have, I don't have that big of a name for a receiver. Um, this guy is going as the 27th receiver. His name is Elijah Moore, a guy that I love coming out of the draft. Um, I currently have Elijah at 36. I just, with Corey Davis there, with Garrett Wilson being drafted, they draft a running back early too. I just don't know where Elijah Moore fits. Is he their number one? I, I just don't know. There's a lot of risk with Elijah Moore being drafted as the 27th receiver. He's being drafted 74th overall, so that's still a value pick. Um, guys below him, um, Hunter Renfro, Adam Thielen, Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, Gabe Davis, like those guys might have more upside than Elijah Moore. So that's where it becomes a bus candidate for me. Elijah Moore is my bus candidate. And you really like – he's probably the third receiver in that room probably, right? I think he's two. You think I he's ahead of Corey Davis? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a guy at that range, too, that could also fall in the sleeper category because he's second-year receiver coming in. Absolutely. That already has a year with Zach Wilson. It might take Garrett Wilson a little bit to get that rapport with him. So, Brady's given these guys that are, are really tweeners that are either going to be I, – I see Elijah Moore not finishing right there. I see him either finishing as a clear – wide receiver two or he is outside the wide receiver three realm would you <clears throat> would you rather take elijah moore at 27 uh, wide receiver 27 or hunter renfro at wide receiver 28 renfro i don't know um if we're doing upside pick i would do elijah moore i think Renfro's a little bit capped this year with adams there and waller there I, and then i I, I assume I know the answer to this question, but Elijah Moore at wide receiver 27 or uh, where did he go now? Garrett Wilson at wide receiver 52. Garrett Wilson. I'll take the upside. That's, that's what I'm, I'm taking. I'm taking G-dub. <laughs> and, that's, and that's why I asked, because that's, that's the discrepancy between those two right now. And you don't know what that answer is. Yep. Um, you know, so I think all three of us would be in the boat that, We'll take the cheaper guy, you know, because sure. I think they both have similar upside. Now, the one thing that Elijah Moore has is that you've seen it and uh, at least a little bit in the NFL, and he has a year under his belt with Zach Wilson. Um, but still, I think you go with the cheaper guy. I um, had some good games too. Yeah, for sure. I, I'll give my name. Um, mine's a, a bigger name like Bradley's, and I don't know exactly how you guys will feel about it um but it's it's aj brown i mean he's being drafted as basically wide receiver nine or ten um and to me he's being drafted at very close to his ceiling and on a on a team with a high volume run offense a new quarterback and just a new team and situation in general that is that is a hard price to pay um when you just don't know what his volume is going to be and i get it he has he has done well with a high volume run offense. He's he, he that's what he's been doing in Tennessee, but to now put him in a new situation, build rapport, and be around a couple more mouths to feed, I just don't know if I can get behind that price tag. Massive risk, in my opinion. 
Plus, he's had injury history too. That's that would be my my reason for bust. I think if he's healthy, he's been ultra productive when he's healthy. Last year, he was he was in and out of the lineup a lot, but just wasn't very productive. Years before, he was about as elite as it gets for the position. He was making big plays, catching a lot of touchdowns. So he certainly fits this category of whatever you would like it, boss or sleepers. I think A.J. Brown could finish in the top three. I could also see him being banged up and, and not even finish in the top 24. So for me, I I am a little bit higher than you guys are. I have met 11. You guys are all have met 14. So I'm also thinking that Jalen Hurts takes a step forward as far as a passer. That is fair. Um, real quick, just give your last wide receiver bus candidate, um, and then we'll move on to tight ends. Mine was Gabe Davis. Deontay Johnson. I have Deontay Johnson as well. <laughs> we can't talk about that. Wide receiver 14. Come that on. is way too rich. That is I way have him too rich. Because my wide receiver 13. And that's rich. That's way and too rich. Consensus where's... has him at 22. That's where he belongs. Josh has him as wide receiver 29. Can we kick him out of the group? Yeah. Are we <laughs> that's kidding? why he's so low for us. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Tight ends. A little aggressive. That is. That um, is aggressive. <laughs> Who was your tight end bus candidate? I don't know how you guys are going to feel about this one. I went with a guy who I would say is quite popular in the fantasy community right now, just for, frankly, his first six weeks. Say Kyle and Pitts and, and we're done. No, no, no. <laughs> it's uh, it's Zach Ertz. Somebody that the fantasy community is like, hey, we're going to draft a little bit earlier than he should be because DeAndre Hopkins is out for the first six weeks. We think him and Kyler Murray are going to go off a little bit. I also think it's another year of Zach Ertz. I think there could be some receivers such as Hollywood Brown that step up into a more of a, a receiving role and that Zach Ertz could take a potential step backwards. I'm the lowest on Zach Ertz. I, I think the first six weeks, which we don't even as the final ruling for Hopkins, because didn't he try and um, appeal the suspension? So he might, there's a chance he might play, right? I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm not sure about it. I've all I've heard is six weeks. Regardless. It's six weeks. Is that that much to tilt the scale on a tight end? I don't know. I think after the first five or six tight ends, there's a drop off anyways, and he's not part of that group. So um, I'm definitely with that. Yeah, I, I am too. I've, I still have him at seven. I'm going to adjust it. I mean, I've kind of cooled on that thinking, I think a little bit. I think it's kind of one of those like off season trends that, that, you know, gets some buzz and people are like, who's oh, that, who's that guy from new Orleans? Troutman. Oh my gosh, that guy <laughs> killed me. And, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and you're kind of splitting hairs with the tight end position because all you need is like three, four touchdowns in that six week span. And like, okay, now he does launch up to where people thought he would be because it just is kind of the position. My guy is Dallas Goddard. Um, he's currently being drafted as tight end eight overall. I just, I think at that point, I'd probably just be out on tight end until later. There's some guys that, that I like that are tight end 14, 15, 16, that could finish at the exact same range as Dallas Goddard. So it, again, it's just the tight end position in general. Um, it's hard. If you don't get one of those top couple guys to me, I just don't really like that dead zone range of the tight ends. Well, with Goddard too, I mean, you have AJ Brown, you have Devonta Smith, you have Jalen Rager, like guys like don't that. Don't add are... him. No, <laughs> don't add him. You got guys that that are are above him as far as targets. Jalen Rager being the big he one. He's not above him. Wide receiver one. No, he's not. Um, I have uh, Dallas Goddard as well. I I have him at tight end fourteen, so, so I'm even a little bit lower than Jeremy is on him. Um, I just I don't I won't have any shares of Dallas Goddard. Anything to add on tight ends, or can we take a quick break? I, just with tight ends outside of the top five, like you're better off waiting. Um, there's some guys like the Excuse Dalton Schultzes. Six. Hawk, you want Hawk in there? No, I want Dalton Schultz in that group. No. Dalton Schultz five. Four. There's a tier break after five. You can I'm, I'm, you, you I'm can you can put you can put Dalton Schultz in the tier above it. I'm okay with that. So if there's a, a tier one would be Kelsey and uh, Andrews Excuse then tier me. two would be Kittle Pitts and Waller then there's tier three could be Dalton Schultz on his own I'm okay with that I would put Hawk with, with Dalton Schultz I think I'm okay with that as well but other than that 
like there's not that much difference between cow pits. there's not that much difference between patty f and zach ertz and dallas goddard like it's oh, a crap shoot i agree with that same okay let's take a quick break we'll come back and do fantasy sleepers Hi guys, this is Jeremy Becker from the 4th and a Mile podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at 4th and a Mile Pod. That's 4th and a Mile Pod. Thanks guys, and now back to the sports. Welcome back into the 4th and a Mile podcast. We are changing light and we are switching to a positive sense. We are talking about fantasy sleepers. Starting with the quarterback position, since Bradley's so excited to talk about sleepers, we're going to start with you. This one was easy for me, guys. Um, he's my MVP. He's Mr. Unlimited. He's getting drafted way later than he should be. I would say that he got better with receivers than he did in Seattle, and, and that is Russell really? Wilson. As, as an overall, I think for sure. I think an overall body of work. I think he made DK Metcalf what he is. I don't know how well DK Metcalf would be without Russell Wilson to start with. I think DK is going to be good now. But as far as a rookie coming in to have Russell Wilson helped him tremendously. Anyway, back to our sleeper, and that's Russell Wilson. Um, I feel so good about his situation in Denver with a good scheme, a good running game that's going to help him a lot, and great receivers. So I think the sky's the limit for him, both as far as regular football. Like I said, I picked him as my MVP candidate. And just as far as fantasy football, he's a sleeper for me. He's on my list, too. Um... He drafted as a quarterback 11. We all have – he's our consensus quarterback six. Yeah. So, Bradley has him at six. I have him at eight. Josh and Jeremy have him at seven. So, I, I would assume, Jeremy, he's on your list too. Yep. Outside of the top ten, easy. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, my quarterback sleeper, and, and you guys already know who it is. I'm not going to spend too much time on it. You guys still have not adjusted your rankings yet, but it is Trey Lance, um, the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. I got him at 10 now. Yeah, you got to adjust your rankings. <laughs> <laughs> he is being drafted as a quarterback 14. Not going to happen. Not He's my happen, quarterback he 7. He, he, if he starts for them, he will be a top 10 quarterback. I, I feel really good about that. Um, I don't know if I could put him above Joe Burrow for me, but he is definitely – so tier ones, I would say, is Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes. Tier two is Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. I would put him in that same tier as Russell Wilson, um, Joe Burrow, maybe Dak. That's for me. I feel really confident about Trey Lance this next year um, being a very good fantasy quarterback, and you're drafting him in like the 10th round, ninth round. You missed uh, Russell Wilson in one of those tiers? No, I, I said I said he in the tier. He was tier Did three. you? Yeah. I missed it then. I missed it. I missed it. <laughs> He did. I can't confirm. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Second quarterback from Jeremy, you had Russell Wilson, correct? I did. Okay. For me, and I don't know if this is bold or not, but I think he is slated to have a good fantasy season this year, and that's Derek Carr. Um, anytime you add a top, I would say top four receiver, most people would probably say top two top three but i think consensus i think yeah i think consensus (laughs) we can say he's at least a top four receiver look at what it did with josh allen i'm not saying Derek carr is josh allen but Derek carr has a really good arm he's a really good quarterback and he has really good sense of the game when you pair that up with getting Devontae adams hopefully a healthy darren waller and hunter renfro like we were talking last week about top fives. The Vegas Raiders made that list for most of us. Uh, there was one of the, I had him at seven, I think is what I had him at. But Derek Carr, with all those pieces, we'll know what Derek Carr is. And I think it's going to be a positive for him. I feel like he's being overdrafted right now. Excuse being me? drafted as a quarterback 13. It, taking Der- Derek Carr or Trey Lance? I mean, probably Trey Lance. How about, how about Kirk? I would take Derek Carr probably over Kirk. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's they're, they're very they're very similar. Yeah, that's close because you would you'd expect Kirk to have a little uptick too. Yeah, I'm taking eight. Give me eight. I love eight. <laughs> Jeremy, who's your other one? Because my second one was uh, Russell Wilson. 
my second guy is, is a different name than Brady's argument, but a similar argument, and that's Justin Fields. Um, you'd expect uh, an uptick in year two. Really? I, I think he gets more. I mean, he's currently being drafted as quarterback 18. So when you're waiting that late, you know, why not take a guy that has a decent amount of upside rushing, um, you know, could, could be a more stable situation now with different coaching staff. Um, I do like uh, their new offensive coordinator. He comes at QB 16, huh? I do. Oh gosh. Okay. Hey, offensive coordinator has done pretty good so far in his career, as far as the stops he's been at. And, and I, I, I don't know. I like his situation in the sense that, he provides some upside late when you're looking at a quarterback. And um, if he continues to, to use his legs like he did um, at times towards the end of last season, it could be a good value. Real quick, um, before we move on to running backs, let's just give the listeners like a guy outside that's being drafted, outside the top 20 that you would like. So I'll just give you a list of them. Matt Ryan, Mac Jones, Jameis Winston, Ryan Tannehill, Zach Wilson, or Carson Wentz. Is there a guy that you – would recommend our listeners have if it's a two quarterback league and you waited until last round to, to get somebody. I, mine's pretty easy. Mine, mine, I'd take the dart throw on Zach Wilson for sure. That, that's fair. On my list actually was Matt Ryan. I, I like his situation with, he's going to have stacked boxes with uh, Jonathan Taylor. So I think he still got stuff left in the tank. He's a good quarterback, former MVP candidate or former MVP, I should say. Um, it would be Matt Ryan for me. I like those two. I'll throw another one. I think James Winston. Uh, I think when you guys talked yesterday. James? About how... What? I said James. I definitely said James. We're calling him James from now on. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I uh, heard James. Yeah. When you guys talked about uh, receiving rooms, I, I would even give an honorable mention to the Saints. I think they have a good receiving room. I think he's going to do well. I mean, that that would be predicated on Michael Thomas being healthy. Michael Thomas. Everybody's healthy right now. No, no. <laughs> Michael Thomas is not healthy right now. He's been be battling this ankle for two years now. Be right. um, so let's move to running backs. Who's a running back sleeper? Jeremy, go ahead and you can start us this one. We, uh, we've touched on his name a little bit at times on this episode so far. And – we're going back to uh, Philadelphia. I'm going to talk about Miles Sanders. Please, please do. He, he's currently being drafted as running back 30. Okay. If the, if he scores two, maybe three touchdowns last year, he's not being drafted as, as RB 30. He, he just could not find the red zone. And, and you expect Jalen Hurts numbers to take a step backwards in that category, at least a little bit. It's just natural. Um, and with the volume that he got last year and he had, he averaged five and a half yards per carry. He was really, really efficient. Again, he just could not find the end zone and, and with their RB two basically being Kenny Gainwell, which is not a bad RB two. I think he'll probably have some, uh, receiving work upside, but he is the RB one. Miles Sanders is the RB one there and you're getting him at RB 30. I mean, what other high upside guy are you getting at that point? That just seems like a really good steal and a good value. I agree. One thing I think we need to touch about, because I'm not sure if this might be groundbreaking news. Did Kenneth Gainwell switch his name to Kenny? He's called Kenny. Is he? What, you know nobody, li- nobody likes the name Kenneth anymore. It's, it's <laughs> Ken Walker and Kenny Gainwell. <laughs> what is happening to Kenneth? I'm all in on Miles Sanders. Bradley, I see you have him at 16, so you're the highest on him. But Jeremy yeah. and I have him at 23. Josh, obviously, is a hater and at 30. Um, but I, I just – I think the, the path is there if he's healthy to be a, a mid-level RB2. This – if you like the zero RB approach, this is a guy that should be circled on your board every time because the way he's being drafted at this point now – we're in July right now, right? Like there's a lot of things that can change with that. But as it stands right now, we have to talk about the way it is right now. He should be a guy that you're sitting there circling. He has a clear path to be the number one in his backfield and contribute fantasy as far as a top 20 running back, I think is a very easy threshold for him. So here's a guy that I think is getting drafted above him. Would you take Miles Sanders or Travis Etienne? 
Let's not talk about him. Okay. That, that Those are really close for me. Um, I think I'd probably side Sanders right now, but you can definitely make the case to me for, for ETN. Um, another name that I was going to bring up because JK Dobbins is being drafted as, as RB 24. And to me, these are similar types of players in terms of they're in similar types of offenses. That's why you like them. But one is coming off an ACL injury and being drafted above the other. I mean, that that's a, that's an argument to look at. Like that's something to look at. Um, whereas like, again, I think if Sanders scores two or three more touchdowns, which would be a lot more than what he scored last year. <laughs> if he scores two or three more touchdowns, you, I think he's being drafted as probably RB 22 at this point. Like we are, we, as a fantasy community, we like to look at the, the recent, we like to hang on to some of that. Like if you get burned one year, like I know Brady's like that with Joe Mixon and that, <laughs> it just, it just hangs with you. And I think that's part of the reason you're seeing him be at RB 30 right now. If that number goes any lower, just keep, just keep grabbing them because like if he drops to RB 31, 32, 33, like now your value is growing exponentially. Hey, Jeremy, do you want to talk about any more of my guys on my list or no? <laughs> I had J.K. Dobbins and Miles Sanders on my list, um, so I do appreciate that. One other guy I will give um, some love to is Alvin Kamara. He is being drafted as the RB 11 right now. With, what are we doing? Well, with a six-game suspension or not? I am not – has any ruling come out on that yet? No, but I would factor in – if you're drafting right now, you better factor in at least three games that he's being out. It, so, it sounds like that might be the minimum. There was a report that – there was a report that came out that um, – I don't even know how it was worded, but it was like uh, New Orleans Saints are prepared to be without Alvin Kamara for a certain amount of weeks or something like that. Okay. So I, I think I think he mind. I think he will miss time. It's just a matter of how much. If it's three games, what's the highest you're taking him? I'll take him. Where is he In going? Second. Right yeah, absolutely. I would take him the second. second. I would. I would take him middle of the second. I would. I would even consider early second, depending on who you get as your first round pick. If it's six. If it's oh six games, that's tough. I'd probably It'll be third, but you just got to reach for Mark Ingram then. Yeah. yeah. Um, rather give one because I'll give another one then since my Alvin Kamara one sucked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aaron Jones for me is a sleeper. Uh, being drafted as RB twelve late second round pick is kind of where he's going. He has potential. He's I mean the proof is in the pudding with Aaron Jones. He's time in and time out producing well at the fantasy level. Um, he should be a guy that's going middle of the second. Um, if you're drafting with me and I'm in the middle of the second, he's probably going to be on my roster just because I think he's fairly safe as long as, and with the caveat with all running backs is if they're healthy, but if he's healthy, their pass game work is there. He's going to have running his quarterback loves him. He's got a good system, good team in general. So the line for Aaron Jones or the path for him to be successful is, is honestly, it's pretty safe one for me. I feel pretty good about Aaron Jones this year being a, being an RB one more than, than previous years. I think I've had him in the previous years at like 12 to 14 range. And I know we're hating on the Packers, um, but I feel really good about Aaron Jones being an RB one, but he could also be a top five running back at the end of this year with his, pass volume that he's going to get now there was rumors that they might uh sign julio jones i think that takes away from his targets um but as it stands right now he is definitely in the contention to be an rb1 or the rb1 i should say i think his percent chance of of finishing in the top 10 is really safe compared to the guys being drafted right around him like i just feel like he has such a good path to like you guys. I mean, I'm not saying anything that you guys didn't say it just, he, he is, he's just very, very safe because he's continued to produce in all types of situations, whether Adams has been playing or not. And, and with Adams not playing, his usage rate was crazy high. So I would say outside of Taylor McCaffrey, Eckler, Kamara. uh, Well, now I can't say Kamara um, cook Henry and probably Mixon. I, then I would say like, okay, Here's Aaron Jones, even though I have Jones higher than Mixon. But, yeah, I feel pretty safe about Aaron Jones this year. 
Um, my last sleeper is a guy that is being drafted right now as the RB 17. And I have him in my top 10. It's James Connor. I don't see a path if he's healthy or he isn't a top 12 running back just because of the production he had last year. And he was so good last year. Like he was what he finishes RB three, RB four, something like that in, in PPR leagues. I believe he it was, was RB four. Yeah. Just a touchdown machine. Um, and it didn't seem like they did much to give him competition. They lost Chase Edmonds. So uh, I feel pretty good about James Conner this year, especially being drafted in the third round. Yeah, RB 20 and half point PPR scoring. That's an easy uh, set the queue and, and walk away from it. Yeah. Um, my last guy is a, is a later guy. Um, we've talked about him, I think, on the podcast recently. Um, but he's currently being drafted as, as RB60. Um, and it's a dart throw towards the end of your draft. Um, it's Tyler Algier. Like, I, I just think it's, you know, Bradley talked about the zero RB approach or not maybe taking RBs too high. And, th- and this is, there's really good value with, with wide receivers in sort of those middle rounds right now. So if you go wide receiver heavy and you don't really find yourself a, a RB3 or four that you feel great about, like Algier is definitely somebody you can throw the, throw, uh, take a dart throw on because we don't know exactly what that backfield is going to look like. And they're a young team. That's probably going to lose a decent amount of games. So oh, if by week five, week six, maybe he's the guy because Cordell is getting up there in age and we don't know exactly if that was just a flash in the pan type of thing. So it, it and it's, and it's a low risk. You could cut him by week three. If there's nothing that happens with him. How do we feel about Cordero being a running back only in fantasy now? Does that like change your mind a little is bit? That a, is that a thing? Sleeper came out and said that he's going to be only a running back. He can't be played in a wide receiver slot. I love it. I think it's fine with me. I don't think it changes too much for me. If it was it only if it was more. only if he was a wide receiver, which would really hurt me because I yes. think running backs are harder to to roster. 100% agree with that. That's exactly what I was going to say. If it was flipped, I'd probably be totally out. So would you take Algier as a dart throw over Damian Pierce? I think that it's, it's I think it's similar. Similar. I would yeah. I would probably go with Damian Pierce. I would probably if I'm taking one or the other, I would go with Pierce too just because I think his path to st- sustainable RB1 in his backfield is sooner and probably more stable. Yeah, yep. I think uh Cordero's a little bit better than Marlon Mack. So I think that's what moves the needle for me. Uh, my last sleeper, uh, Travis Etienne. Essentially coming into his rookie year, we don't know what he's going to be. Um, I love the opportunity for him to exceed expectations going as running back 23. Really good rapport with his quarterback. I think that's, I mean, you saw it with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. Like it, it makes a difference. Um, coming in and just being comfortable. I think his talent is a lot better than people think and people remember. When you miss a year, people forget a lot about you, and that's fair. That video of him working out, like his feet looked really good. Well, you what, hype season? No, we no, like this is now? no, no. I am not about it. But yeah, you when are. I when I feel good about He's the talent about it. and yep. I see that validation, that's the validation I'm I that. need. I'm Big about trust. that. <laughs> This could be a new big trust. Could be. Um, let's move to receivers real quick. Um, I'll give the first one, and I think we probably all have him on our list. Corlin Sutton's being drafted as wide receiver 30. What are we doing? Is he actually? He's being drafted as a wide receiver 30, according to Fantasy Pros. That yeah, can't happen. That's tough. It's, that's a, that is. He's our consensus 12. Holy. I have him at 10. I don't really understand that either because it's not like he's coming off an injury. He already had a season where he kind of bounced back from an injury and he showed flashes of being pretty successful. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's the low hanging fruit, I think. I guess that makes sense why Russell is at 11 because Judy's only being drafted at 25. Like they, they clearly people haven't totally bought into that offense yet, which seems interesting to me, but he will definitely not be drafted. At thirty, come August time, no, you better not be. <laughs> can't can't be. I'd like if you're in round three. Like I feel good about taking Sutton. You don't. So right now, the fantasy community doesn't think that the Broncos are going to have a wide receiver 
two. Yep. Yeah, that's it's hard. That's uh, disrespectful. DeAndre Hopkins is a sleeper for me, guys. <laughs> Why is that funny? He's getting drafted as the 82nd overall player. That's seventh, that's that's seventh round. I'm taking at the end of the sixth. I'm taking DeAndre Hopkins every time because theoretically, if you're drafting, this guy should be getting drafted as your third or fourth wide receiver. And come week seven, he probably propels you either to your second or your first, depending on who you have. Like this guy, if he's not missing six weeks, is a mid third early third, maybe even the late second receiver being taken at this point. Is that fair to say? So I will gladly sacrifice six weeks and still have players that I'm still starting in front of him for him to come back recharged, ready to roll with Kyler Murray. He is Josh's wide receiver 60. Yeah. Just, you know, right now the, the 60th receiver being drafted is his teammate, Rondale Moore. <laughs> it's just burnt. It's just move on. Rondale, quite the transition there. He is one of my sleepers. Let's go. Really? Oh, he is. What? He is. So he is being wow. drafted, as we just mentioned, so incredibly late. And again, can be a dart throw that you're not tying a ton of draft, draft capital in that you can give up on fairly early, early in the season and it won't crush you if he doesn't pan out. And Bradley talked about not buying into Zach Ertz for the first six weeks. Somebody is going to get an increased volume, and why not it be the young guy who busted onto the scene last year in week one and week two? And even by week seven, even though he hadn't done a thing, people were still trying to maybe play him because he does have the talent there. And uh, a lot of Hopkins' targets last year, are obviously those are gone for the first six weeks. Chris, Christian Kirk playing a ton out of the slot, gone they can throw Rondale right into the slot and he might, his value might not even decrease by that much come week seven when, when Hopkins is back. So again, instead of throwing a dart throw at Zach Ertz that you know is probably going to be gone by week seven, you could throw a dart throw for at the wide receiver position that could really pay dividends towards the end of the year. I'm all in on taking guys that you can cut after week two, if they don't pan out, it just makes a ton of sense. Waiver wires, a big part in winning fantasy football and being active early in the waiver wire, but you also have to have people that you can cut. And I think round Moore is one of those guys. He could boom right away. Otherwise he'd be like, all right, get off my roster and go pick someone else up. For sure. My next one and my last one is Adam Thielen. Um, I feel like every single year, the last two or three years, we've been waiting for his drop off. I guess I don't see it this year. He's being drafted as a wide receiver 29, which is 73rd overall. I have him sitting at wide receiver 18. So I nothing I more than Brady likes than Adam Thielen. It's nice. he, I think he does have, I think his touchdowns will go down a little bit more, but I think his usage will go up. So I, I do think I certainly am not picking him or wherever he's going right now. I can't remember where he, where he said 29, correct? I, I'm certainly picking him above that because he has potential to finish in the top 15, in my opinion, just based off of one, he scores a lot of touchdowns and has a very good connection with Kirk Cousins in the red zone. Um, it seems like anytime they're in the red zone, Kirk Cousins is looking for number 19. Thielen or Renfro? Thielen. I'd probably go Thielen. Thielen or Elijah Moore? Thielen. Thielen. Here's an interesting one. Thielen or Amon Ross St. Brown? That one's tough. I would take Thielen. I probably would as well. Just because you don't know what Jared Goff is as far as coming into a next season. I think DeAndre Swift is going to be the focal point of that offense. And when Jameson Williams comes back, like, is that going to be the guy? Last one, Thielen or Chris Godwin? Thielen. Godwin there's, there's, like he's going I on Godwin. I think Godwin's going to go on pup to start the season. So he's not going to be relevant until like week eight or nine. Which is, I mean, it's the same receiver. It's the same conversation you're having with DeAndre Hopkins. Obviously, it's a little bit longer. It's a similar conversation. It's not the same because Hopkins is healthy. You can train. Reason, yeah. yeah, the reason Godwin's not coming back is he's not healthy. So I, I retract my statement. <laughs> I would just like to say I am. Talk myself lowest. out of it. I would just like to say I'm not the lowest uh, of the four of us. Yeah, brother's a hater. 
I'm a hater, huh? 24, that's a great spot for him. I'm actually number two in the second round. Well, Josh doesn't think he's athletic, so we uh, we got to <laughs> factor that in too. <laughs> probably give us another receiver, and then we can. Yeah, this is him. this is one guy that I'm probably taking in a lot of my leagues. Uh, it's Rashad Bateman. Guess? Okay, nope, I wasn't who I was going to guess. Mike Williams was the guess, wasn't it? Nope. Brandon Cooks was my guess. Ooh, I love Brandon Cooks. He made my short <laughs> list too. He's he's right next to him as well. Uh, with losing Hollywood, I think Rashad Bateman fits a lot more of Lamar Jackson's mold. You have him at 21. Um, yeah, I feel really good about that, too. I love – he's a wide wow. receiver one. He's a wide receiver one. No, he's not. Who's Mark Andrews is the wide receiver one there. I think you're misunderstanding what position Mark Andrews plays, but that's okay. Okay. I, I'm i going to take all the shares of Rashad Bateman. I think second-year rookie receiver – second-year receiver is going to take a, a jump with Lamar Jackson. Could be a bus candidate for me. Could be a my guy. Could be my guy. Could be. He's 34 for me, and I'm the lowest on him. Let, let me give uh, my last one. He's currently being drafted as wide receiver 48. Is that Lazard? It is Lazard. Oh, I have, I have him on my list too. Wide receiver 48? I have him on my that's, bus candidate. That's the high. I mean, we're drafting Aaron Rodgers as quarterback 10. So, like, I mean, he, he's got to throw the ball to somebody. Aaron and, Jones. And if, I mean, yes, that is your <laughs> Um, But there's just no way that they don't have a top 35. He's worth the risk team. there. Absolutely. In the 10th round. Absolutely. Even though he's a glorified tight end, but. <laughs> Red zone. Okay. He's, he's, he'll be good this year, I think. I think he's their receiver one this year, unless they get Julio, which is just going to kill me on the inside. You'll that would that, that would hurt. I hate it. Tight end quick. Good, though. Yeah, tight end quick. Um, I went with Noah Fant. I love no, his Bradley. talent. Cole Komet. Yeah. Did you actually have Cole Komet? Yep. <laughs> nice. I knew, I knew you'd have him. Oh, yeah. I think he's doing? crazy talented, and their receiver room is, is about as below average as it gets. Um, so... I think Cole Komet could be outside of Darnell Mooney would be the second target for Justin Fields. Yeah. And that is a, when you're looking for later guys at that position, that's all you're looking for. This is a guy that you're taking probably what, 13th, 14th round. I don't even know what his ADP is. He's tight end 13. And I don't know what that is overall. Hold on. Komet is tight end 15, 129 overall. No. Yeah. So late 12th. Yeah. Yeah. I'll sign me up. <laughs> I would take Njoku over him. All right. Do we think that Njoku <laughs> is going to be, let's talk about that. Do we think that Njoku is really going to be that different of a player? I can't decide. Part of me says yes. I, do. I don't know. <laughs> don't pay don't... him that much money. Yeah. But what is, what is the money? Like, is he buying better cleats now or what? Like, they're going to throw the ball. Who? Baker. Baker's going to be the quarterback. You think so? I do. Wow. Are you calling that right now? I am calling that right now. I think Baker starts week one. For when, the uh, I'll call that right now. When are they going on to Dr. Phil to fix their, their mistakes? They Stefanski and Andrew right Barry just need to walk up to his house with their tail between their legs and say, I'm sorry. We'll pay you <laughs> so your 18 hard. mil. <laughs> Come back. We'll yeah. start airing some more commercials Maybe for you. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do our ones got to go. These are the, I think they're third year receivers. All the guys that are looking to get paid or have gotten paid recently is Terry McLaurin, Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, and AJ Brown. Which one's got to go? This is tough, Debo guys. And hop off the pod, Bradley. Did, did you guys go strictly fancy related or? No, this is like receiver. Receiver. Yeah. Let's see if it's fancy related, DK. See ya. <laughs> I think I would go Terry McLaurin. I think I, he would go for me. The other the two scary... are big and physical, and Debo, once he gets a ball, is almost The scary part is that three of these receivers have done it with, I would say, a below top 12 quarterback in this league. And one of those have not, and that's DK Metcalf. That's so. Fair. 
the reason I'm going to go with DK Metcalf is not because of his talent. It's because I don't know what he's going to be without a top six quarterback in this league. Bradley has changed so much in a year on DK. No, no. I love DK. I love DK. No, DK is my boy. He can't be. He is. Jeremy, please. I think I'm going to go with DK too. Jeez. How would you rank these guys? Brady's going Debo one. I'll go Debo one, AJ Brown two, DK three, Terry McLaurin four. I'm going AJ, Terry, Debo, DK. I hate your hate on Debo. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I changed my mind. I'm going Terry. Terry Terry's the one that I got to go. But it's AJ, Debo, DK, and Terry. Okay. As, as I started better. to rank him, I'm just like, I can't not. Yeah. And it's what hard. does Terry do to you? I don't know. He's scary. Scary Terry. All right. Well, this wraps up this episode of Fourth in a Mile. Go deep and we'll see you.